form these memories and make these memories, then I think you're closer to having a friend for life, even though they may belong to not, you know, a friendship circle that you might see more regularly. But to me, it's that. It's like how many accumulated memories do we have together? Do we go camping? Do we go see a concert together? Do we go and see an exhibition? Do we travel together? To me, if it's reciprocated on both sides, then I think that's a friendship for life versus we're just friends because we happen to be in the same city or the same job, the same community. Does that make sense? Definitely. And I love that because it's so true. If even like, like you said, the, that accumulation of those shared experiences, sure. It's certainly going to increase the longer that, you know, someone, but I also feel like even in a short time frame, if you know, you Hey friends, it's Nicole and Kate, your girls from across the globe, Sydney, Australia, and Puerto Rico to be exact, and we're so excited to be sharing this time with you. I'm Kate. And I'm Nicole, and welcome back to another Candid Conversation with us. Each week, we bring you a new conversation about a topic that we can relate to. We share our own experiences and thoughts in the hopes that you'll realize that one, you're not alone, and two, that open and honest convos can lead to awesome discoveries, shifts in perspectives, and energy to move ahead with confidence. Because that's what real friends do. They provide love, support, and space for one another to share without judgment, speak without hesitation, and to learn from each other, even when we don't agree. And with that, let's dive in. Hi, Nicole. Hello, Kate. So great to see you after a long break on the mic. It's been a minute. Yes, you're back. You're back home after a whirlwind of adventures and travel yes yeah lots of travel we hopped we actually went west coast to east coast and then and then some (laughs) (laughs) and I know you haven't been traveling but you've been hosting that's right we've been here uh haven't haven't traveled but Omar's mum visited us for the first time she was oh the first time goodness. in Australia. Yeah, it was really, so really exciting. Awesome. It was so nice. It was so good. They hadn't seen each other for a few years. And she went a long way too. Like, I was just so impressed how far she traveled. She was actually coming from, she lives in the States, but she was visiting her daughter in Cairo, Egypt. So she came uh-huh. from that side of the world and just so impressive. It's such a long journey to get here. I really appreciate it when anyone comes all this way. Well, I can speak from personal experience. It's yes. definitely worth it. Not only to see you guys, but Sydney and all of Australia, all the places I've been in Australia are just so incredible. I can't wait to come back. <laughs> but it's a hike. It's a hike. Yeah. And it is a hike. <laughs> <laughs> and we had the best time. It was so nice. Um, so it was lots of fun. It was really great to have her. So yeah, that's what we did. And I was kind of catching a little bit here and there of your updates on where you were. Yeah, I, d- I did sneak in a little social media here and there for sure. Um, so we started out in Seattle, Washington, just outside of Seattle, actually about an hour, two, two hours away, um, but flew into Seattle. We were at this gorgeous natural outdoor amphitheater venue called the gorge that is along the columbia river and we went there for three nights of dave matthews band are you a dave matthews band fan i'm not but i'm sure if i heard his music (laughs) 
You would definitely know it. Okay. I probably would. Yeah. I've heard the name. I'm pretty Mm -hmm. bad sometimes with certain artists. Yeah. Okay. (laughs) Is he really good? He's been around for a while though, right? Long time. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Been around for a long time. He's got, you know, his, the whole band is incredible. They're so fun to watch live. And I'm just insanely impressed that for three nights in a row, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, they played for three hours straight, just like left it all out on the stage. And this venue's huge. I mean, it's 27,000 people. So just the energy of it, the production value of it, not only was the music awesome, the venue was awesome and, and you camp. So it's like this whole experience, the whole package of this weekend is just unlike anything I've ever experienced before. So that was really cool. We camped out with my sis. We met my sister, her husband and my niece and my nephew out there. This is their fifth year in a row that they've done this actually with the kids and um, so we camped out together. You walk like, I don't know, maybe a quarter mile, half a mile to the amphitheater, watch the show, walk back to your tent. It's just, is a really cool vibe. So wow. that's how we kicked off our trip. It was so that cool. That is such an experience. That's incredible. Yeah. And so the, the band plays three nights in a row. Yeah. Oh my God. I'm so, so I'm, yeah, that is a lot. And just being out in a natural setting like that, that's really, really cool. Yeah, it was. It was very, um, you know, I I love my camping trips. I love being kind of like out of touch, if you will. Mm -hmm. We weren't offline, like you still have cell reception and everything like that. But still just the whole camping and cooking on a, you know, little stove and sleeping on the ground, like all of that. And and I will admit, I was pretty nervous about sleeping on the ground seven months pregnant, but it ended up working out quite well. It was fine. Yeah. You're brave. Look at you. (laughs) I mean, seven months pregnant. I I figure, I figure if I'm going to do these things, I'm going to do them no matter what. (laughs) You go. That is so great. And there's just so many, I often think about like how many places I didn't get to see in the States. I mean, I can always go back, of course, but there's so many natural wonders like this, these national parks. I've heard they're just epic. I don't think, except for the Grand Canyon, and that was a very, very short drive through the Grand Canyon, didn't really get to experience a lot of these places that you've told me about, Joshua Tree, now this gorge, Mm. Lake Tahoe. I've heard of all these places that seems so magical and beautiful because I've never been that camping type of person but I wanted to say that it's very impressive that you did that for three days and of course on top of that you're seven months pregnant so I'm very impressed really well thank you (laughs) I appreciate that (laughs) and yes there are so many amazing wonders like right here in our own backyard in the states that I, I mean there are so many that I still haven't seen yet either so yeah. Amazing. All right. After camping, yeah. where what, what was next? Oh, my goodness. Okay. I'll, I'll speed through because I want to get to our episode today. Um, I'm excited for this topic. From Seattle, we went to Boston and we were in Boston for four days for Inbound by HubSpot uh, conference. John spoke on stage twice. It was great. We got to hang out with the HubSpot podcast network. Shout out to them. Uh, we're a part of the HubSpot podcast network and it was really great to see all the other hosts. Um, we got to have dinner. They put together a HubSpot podcast network dinner. So that was really great. 
and being in Boston, oh my gosh, I took advantage of all the things. I got my nails done. I got my hair done. I got like everything done. <laughs> so Love convenient it. to be right in a city like that. Yeah. And then from Boston, we went to Maine and we spent two weeks in Maine visiting family and seeing friends and John's sister, my sister-in-law and um, his mom threw me a baby shower. So that was really nice. We invited, we, so instead of it just being the traditional like girls only thing, uh -huh. we just invited all of our friends and family in Maine. We made it a big party at the lake. We did a catered dinner. We had like 50, over 50 people were there. People brought their kids and it was a blast. It was so much fun. Wow. You just haven't slowed down. That's amazing. <laughs> and you feel well, that good. That was our last trip. Now we're like back for the home stretch. <laughs> yes. So how long have you got now? How many weeks? Seven weeks. So, oh, just seven weeks left. I mean, by the time this episode goes live, a lot less than that. But mm. yeah, seven weeks as of the day we're recording this, which is wild. <laughs> Feels crazy to be in single digits. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yes. Amazing. Well, thank you for that recap. I was um, really yeah. Yeah, excited to hear all about it. And I'm so glad to hear that your time with Omar's mom in town was wonderful as well. It was special. Yeah. All right. Today's episode. You ready to dive in? Let's do it. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Today's topic is all about friend circles and friends. This topic is recurring on the podcast. We've talked about it multiple times in different episodes, but this specific topic came up recently for me with baby preparations, speaking of the pregnancy, because I noticed a few months back that the people I was naturally connecting with and intentionally reaching out to were parents of small babies, which totally makes sense, right? I'm surrounding myself with people who are on the same or similar journey as me, because I know that when around those people, that's where I can give and receive the best support given the chapter of life that I'm in right now. So this got me thinking, I mean, it certainly doesn't mean that I still don't have other friends, right? They just are in different circles. And so you and I kind of got to chatting about this idea of friend circles and like, how do we make new friends, especially as we get older? What are those kind of different camps or circles as we're <laughs> calling them. And given that there seems to be an obvious divide among friend circles is having multiple friends circles a necessity. So I thought this would be such a fun topic to chat about you and I, especially because, you know, we've been friends for a really long time. And I consider our I guess the the circle that our friendship lives in for me is like this beautiful one of we've built businesses alongside one another. We both work, work with our significant others. Um, we've been in masterminds together. We still are in a mastermind together. So we have all these synergies, but very different from the friend circles that I'm creating with for example, new moms, right? Mm -hmm. So yeah, such an interesting topic. It is a great topic. Like you said, it is one of our recurring themes, but I think this is a different angle to discuss friendship. Yeah, well, I know that you and I, when we were chatting about this offline kind of in preparation for this episode, we talked about like how these friend circles form and it kind of kept coming up for both of us that it seemed the friend circles that we've created 
a lot of it is due to circumstances that, you know, for example, you work at the same company as someone else, or you play on the same sports team, or John and I found this out when we got Gus, when we became a dog owner, we naturally started making friends with other dog owners, you know, we do play dates and all that kind of stuff. So yeah, how and when has this happened in your life, Nicole? Can you think of different instances or examples where your friend circles have kind of been formed as a result of your circumstances? It's definitely happened to me. And for me, it's happened because I've moved around. Mm. I often think if you don't move around, if you don't leave your hometown, you'll tend to have maybe older friends, friends from childhood. I don't have a lot of friends from a very early childhood. And I feel it's because we moved even within Sydney when I was in that transition between elementary school and high school. And then it's pretty much not long after uh, graduating from uni that I started to travel the world. And so for me, that first you know trip to Japan and that first living abroad in Japan meant that I developed new friendships and a whole new mm-hmm. world opened up of expats so there's there were friend circles within even in in that community there were the expats who were living there working and teaching and then there were the friends we made who were local who were Japanese Mm -hmm. so it's definitely happened as a result of moving around Japan then later on in Dubai then later on in New York and San Diego so that's one of the big kind of for me when I think about like friend circles not being able to interact you know different to like I've got friends here who maybe belong to a world of like when I was in dance flamenco that's different to friends who obviously circles who can't mix because they're in completely different parts of the world yeah yeah and I think that's a really interesting point too is like even if you do have different friend circles in the same community I still feel like naturally you kind of don't mix those circles, right? Like even when we were in Maine, you know, John and I were reaching out to people to catch up. Um, we spent a day in the old port in Portland and we, and usually we'll, you know, go to a coffee shop and we'll just let people, you know, friends know that we're going to be hanging out here today. If you have a chance to come down, we'd love to see you get to catch up over a cup of coffee, whatever. And even in that, it was kind of interesting how, Like we invited people so that if they did overlap, like they knew each other too. And it wouldn't be like this thing where we're trying to introduce people and have them meet each other when really the point was to be able to spend time and catch up with them. So yeah, I don't know. Do you feel that way? Do you have different friend circles that you will kind of mix? If you were, say, hosting a dinner at your house that you would invite two people from one friend circle and two people from a whole different friend circle versus like just inviting people from one friend circle. I feel like we haven't done that as much. I feel like there's the world of uh, friends that we know from entrepreneurship, from online business, from networking events and, you know, our contacts in the business world. Those are a very tight and distinct friendship circle. Then if I think about friends like, for example, that Omar has through playing pickup basketball, he's got like a big circle of friends mm-hmm. through basketball. I haven't really, no, for example, we've not mixed those. We've not had an opportunity where there would be maybe, you know, we haven't, you know, made the effort to host something here, for example, but I don't 
think we would mix those. I don't know why. It's because yeah. there's this common ground. It's not like intentionally keeping any of everyone separate. It just doesn't seem to naturally happen, I suppose, organically. Right. You'd have to make it intentional. It's super intentional. And a lot of the times the way that I look at it is how can I best show up in this setting, especially if I'm like in a hosting position where I don't feel like I'm trying to, where I'm being pulled in different directions. Right. And when Mm -hmm. you have different friend circles, depending on the personalities of those people, sometimes they might be great and they're mixing and mingling themselves and there's really nothing to do on your part. Right. But other times, depending on the personalities, maybe people aren't super extroverted or maybe, you know, you have this entrepreneurship friend circle who's super outgoing and loves chatting. And then you have this other circle that's maybe not, you know, used to being in social settings like that, yeah. where that could put like a little extra stress on you. And then, you know, what's the value of the time that you're spending with people? That's kind of what I think about too, mm-hmm. is if I'm getting together with people and I'm spending my time in that way, like I want it to be a special time. I don't want it to mm-hmm. be a time that I'm feeling stressed out because, you know, this person and this person are in different friend circles and they're not really meshing that well, yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so that kind of brings up the point too. I mean, we talk about circumstances and kind of creating friend circles because of that. And that's not always the case, but typically that's how like a friend circle will initially form, right? You, mm-hmm. you meet someone because as you said, you're in Japan or you meet someone because you're doing flamenco classes and, and these friend circles form, when do you know someone is a friend for life, regardless of whether the circumstance was removed, you like you would still stay in touch, right? Like mm-hmm. maybe from Japan, you still have people that you stay in touch with or from Flamenco that you still stay in touch with, even though you no longer live in Japan and you are not currently doing Flamenco classes. Because I've certainly experienced that, right? Like I've been at jobs for multiple years at a time where I meet and, and my, I have a work friend circle yeah. and I'll hang out. I spend more time with those people than anybody else, right? I'm at work Monday through Friday, eight to five, just as an example. But I leave that job and those friendships kind of just disappear, right? They were a friend circle because of that circumstance. So yeah. How do you know when someone is a friend only because of the circumstance? And when do you know that someone's a friend for life? I remember reading an article a really long time ago, and maybe this is what influenced like the effort that I put into a friendship or when I think if I'm going to answer that question directly, like a friend for life is a friend who you build and accumulate shared experiences and shared memories with Mm. and I don't remember where I read this but I read that in terms of a friendship being solidified or that friendship being strengthened it wasn't necessarily the time it was the amount of shared memories and shared experiences which of course obviously accumulate over the more time you have with someone right so I think that kind of stuck with me and so I think about friends who we've made the effort we're no longer in similar maybe in in the same country but we've traveled together like we've got friends Mm -hmm. from the states we've taken trips with them and not even in our respective countries but we've traveled somewhere outside you know both our respective countries and that really strengthens that friendship 
And if you're mm-hmm. willing to invest and form these memories and make these memories, then I think you're closer to having a friend for life, even though they may belong to not a friendship circle that you might see more regularly. But to me, it's that. It's like how many accumulated memories do we have together? Do we go and see, do we go camping? Do we go see a concert together? Do we go and see an exhibition? Do we travel together? To me, if it's reciprocated on both sides, then I think that's Mm -hmm. a friendship for life versus we're just friends because we happen to be in the same city or the same job, the same community. Does that make sense? Definitely. And I love that because it's so true. Even like, like you said, the, that accumulation of those shared experiences, sure, it's certainly going to increase the longer that you know someone. But I also feel like even in a short time frame, if you know, you were to take a week long trip with this a family somewhere and stay in an Airbnb together, and you know, that would certainly accelerate yeah. your closeness <laughs> and, and the probability that hey, this trip was amazing. Let's do this again. And I also think that when you get along the lines of planning trips like that or planning those shared experiences, of course, like there are some people that let's I'll go back to the work example, just because it's an easy one. I think everyone gets that. You know, there are people that I was incredibly friendly with at work and that I really enjoyed being around. But when it came to after hours, it's not like I'm calling that person up to hang out. Right. (laughs) So like there are certain people that I think you you just kind of know, Okay, this is the type of person that I'd plan a trip with and travel (laughs) with. Travel is such a good test, right? Like, it's can I travel test. with this person? It's the best stress <laughs> test for sure. <laughs> and then there are certain people that you're like, I really like you and I enjoy being around you when we're in enter the circumstance. But outside of that, probably not. <laughs> um, yeah, I really like that. And um, what was the last thing that you said? Uh, you talked about the shared experiences um, I think it has to come from both sides, right? Uh, was it maybe yes, when the I said like, yeah, yes, because absolutely. if you're willing to do, if you're willing to suggest those experiences outside of however, you know, that person. So like, if you know that person through work and then you're suggesting to do things on the weekend or to, to go on a, some sort of getaway or something, if the other person doesn't reciprocate, then perhaps you're just friends within that context. And yeah, that's kind of it. Right? Yeah. Oh, I totally agree. And I think we can probably all relate to this where we've put in more than we've gotten back. And that is I totally agree a pretty clear sign that, okay, for whatever reason, we're not in the same time space continuum right now. And you know, that's not necessarily a bad thing. Because I think that a lot of times, you know, having friend circles and the importance of having multiple friend circles is that sometimes, and and I don't mean this in a bad way, don't mean this in a negative light at all. Sometimes we're friends in order to help each other get through a certain chapter in life. And maybe once that chapter is over, both sides or one side sometimes realizes that the, like the friendship has run its course, you know, uh-huh. and, and I've had friendships like that before. No hard feelings. There was not some big blow up. Like, I don't like you anymore. It was just kind of like, thank you for being there for me and supporting me. And, and I was there for you and supported you. And now we're, it's time for us to go on our separate ways. 
Exactly. And I think I know that we've got here, and I guess this brings that point up of these friend circles having their kind of distinctive like it's roles, o- right? Right. Like, and it's okay to, to not expect that all friendships are equal. And yeah. And I think that understanding can kind of relieve a little bit of like the expectations maybe that you would place on certain friendships. Like it's okay, like you said, to acknowledge like we have a great time at work. We have great, you know, lunch catch-ups, banter, but we're not going to go for a brunch on the weekend or we're not going to go and see a concert together, whatever the example is. And I think maybe, I don't know, we've got this in our our notes um, that, Mm-hmm. what's portrayed say on tv like you know friend circles from famous shows like friends and seinfeld where you see these really tight-knit friendship groups that are so close and it's the same group all the time every time um and i think i even felt that from like pre accepting the fact that i was i didn't have my close friends from primary school i didn't have this tight group from high school we all went our separate ways and i formed different friendship circles all to say that i think that's more realistic there there could be people out there and i think maybe you have a very tight friendship circle that spans you know early childhood you know into now but maybe most people don't i don't know Mm. do what do you think Well, I think kind of going back to the beginning of the episode, you know, you mentioned, I think a lot has to do with, do you stay in your hometown or do you kind of take on that more of like a vagabond, like you're moving (laughs) around a lot, you're trying a lot of different things. I mean, you've lived in multiple different countries, you know, over the past 10, 20 years. So that certainly adds a different, uh, spin to, you know, maintaining and and keeping those like childhood friendships. Mm -hmm. I think for me, well, I don't live in San Diego anymore where I grew up. My sister still does. And me, my sister and my two best girlfriends from growing up are like the four of us are very, Mm -hmm. very close. And so my sister is still with the two of them in San Diego. And so there's like this closer connection, Mm. not to say that I wouldn't still be friends with them if I didn't have a sister. I really do think that I would be, but it also goes back to what you were saying about that intentionality and the reciprocation. You know, we all work really hard to stay in touch. They come down to Puerto Rico and visit me all the time. I'm going back to San Diego to visit them a lot. Yeah. So I do still have that friendship circle from way back, but I agree with you that it's probably not super typical that a lot of people do. Mm -hmm. I think most people that I know that are my, my around my age anyway, that their really tight friendship circles probably more start like around college years. Like maybe Mm -hmm. they have a college group of buddies and, and then on from there. That's an interesting point that you brought up about, a sibling and having common friends with your sibling that Mm. because that made me reflect like how many common friends do I have with my brother did I say Mm -hmm. that right it's still early in the morning remember okay (laughs) (laughs) just disclaimer but it was always really nice when my brother was friends with my friends And I think that, you know, Mm -hmm. we have, yeah, I'm thinking specifically of one particular friend who we traveled to attend her wedding in in Ireland. And that was just 
so great because we could travel as a family. So me, my brother and, and Omar, and then we're seeing a friend and we've got this common shared experience as friends yeah. as well as family. So that's kind of interesting too. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. The family aspect. So kind of circling back to the beginning, I know I kind of posed the question, like, is it critical or necessary to have multiple friendship circles? And in my opinion, the answer is definitely yes, because I'm a big believer that there is no like one person, myself included, mm -hmm. like I can't be everything to everyone mm -hmm. and no one can be everything to me, right? We all have so many different things going on in our lives that friendship provides a huge support aspect mm -hmm. and friendship provides, you know, a lot of love and, and comfort and all different types of things in different situations. Right. So you could never expect yes. that like one friend circle to, to your point, quite unrealistic, like friends and Seinfeld, <laughs> even though those are two of my favorite shows of all time and I'll watch them forever and ever. <laughs> right. To think that like you could really support each other in a way that they would not require any other support from any other outside people, I, I don't think is very realistic. So I think that having multiple friendship circles is absolutely necessary. What do you think? That came to light for me. I 100% agree. And that came to light very in a real way for me. I'd say probably earlier this year when I um, reached out to it was a business question that I had. It was a business kind of problem that I was experiencing and it was a bit of a dilemma. And I really wanted to talk to someone about it. You know, it's personal in the sense that it's information that's kind of close to home. But I remember reaching out distinctly to someone who I would consider a friend, but not necessarily so much that we've had a long span of time or it's really funny, right? We probably didn't even at the beginning, you know, we love our definitions. What, who, how do you define a friend? Is a friend yeah. someone that you know versus a colleague, an acquaintance, a peer? Like, uh -huh. mm, can, you know, sometimes it's a bit awkward to say, this is my friend. Are we really friends? No, we know each other. We know each other well. Yeah. And I chose this one person that I felt I could trust. And it was an amazing um, exchange that we had. I reached out to her. I said, listen, I've, I know that you can understand um, that this is confidential and I'm just going to have this chat with you. I've got this, I'm just grappling with this issue. What's your perspective? I'm just looking for some advice from a friend, but someone who's got experience as a business owner. And it was amazing what came out of that conversation. So that's a great example of like, I needed someone, I probably couldn't have gone to someone who doesn't have a similar experience in running a business right. and knowing, and mm -hmm. you know, has that kind of understanding. So yeah, was there a, was there a question there? But that that really was an example, I think, of what you answering what you just said. Yeah, no, definitely. It was just kind of like, do you think that multiple friend circles is necessary? And, and that's a great proven point for it. Yeah, and I suppose in your situation now, you circling back to the beginning of the episode, what's the experience now with having new friends around? being an expectant mama. Yeah. Oh my goodness. It's been like, it's been incredibly fulfilling. It's been, um, really interesting to just open up this new world. I mean, I'm just learning so much and 
And, and naturally, when you're learning something new, you know, being able to discuss it with other people or especially being able to talk to somebody who has experienced it already, because you can read and research and like mm -hmm. study as much as you want. Right. But there's nothing like experiencing the thing. And I know that, of course, that's going to come when the baby comes. I, I can't like fast forward into that part. But being able to talk to other women who maybe have already had their first child or their second child and is this normal type of questions has been really comforting to hear from someone who I now consider a friend mm -hmm. versus what Google returns in my search results <laughs> it makes a big difference. <laughs> so yeah, that's been really incredible. And I know that, you know, moving forward, I, I think entrepreneurship is really what taught me this in a glaring light for the first time is just how important it is to surround yourself with people who are on the same or similar path as you. Mm. And, you know, that's been true in entrepreneurship for me the entire time. Yeah. It was true when we moved to Puerto Rico, you know, that was like a, I mean, thankfully, John and I did that together. But still, it was kind of a lonely experience. We went yes. from living in San Diego, surrounded by so many friends and our family and, you know, this place that we knew so well to a place we had never been before, where we knew nobody and nobody else was going through what we were going through. Yeah. And, you know, those transitions can be really tough. So I think that being able to surround yourself with people who can, you know, understand what you're experiencing and, and kind of provide support in that way is, I mean, it's just, it's a game changer. Yeah. And that's one of the, I think the biggest fears I think in moving, um, is on both sides, letting go, leaving friends behind. And then what, what will the new locations, new place that I'm going to be living in who will be my people? Who will I find mm -hmm. friends? Will I make friends? Um, so I think that's probably one of the big yeah, considerations that maybe stops people from traveling. But as mm -hmm. we've both proven, you know, moving around can only can I, can I guess in essence, create more friendship circles in your life. Right. Right. Because I think about all the different places I've lived in. I let go of that romantic notion of the friends from Friends and Seinfeld a long time ago <laughs> and really love the fact that I have friends in different places around the world, even though they might be smaller circles because there's fewer people, because of course, how many really strong connections and strong friendships can you maintain over time? They're kind of these little circles around around the world. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Such an enhancement. Yeah. <laughs> well, Nicole, I've loved our chat on friend circles. I know that both of us agree that friendships is such a high priority for us in our lives. And, you know, talking everything from how friendship circles form to how they might fade away and that that's okay, how we nurture and are intentional about growing our friendship circles and deepening those relationships. I just really enjoyed our chat today. So thank you. Thank you. I love this conversation. And I know that I'm going to later on today, reach out to someone that I haven't reached out to in a while. So I think it's, I think you get as much as you give. I think that's one of the big mm. lessons I've learned. And um, so if there are people that you really want to maintain strong ties, you have to, you have to make the effort. And if it, like you said, it's okay for fizzles out. It's, you know, there's an element of like, how organic is this and how much am I forcing it? You definitely don't want to be forcing it, but you have to be making the effort. So I'm thinking now 
I know that I'm going to be thinking about who can I reach out to today that I haven't spoken to in a while. What a great idea. (laughs) I'm going to do the same. And friends, you're welcome to join us. (laughs) Please do. All right. Well, as we close out today's chat on friend circles, we hope that you friends have picked up a thing or two you can carry with you today and moving forward to give you that extra boost of confidence and support when you need it most. And friends, if you enjoyed this episode, please leave us a review wherever you're listening to this podcast. If you have a friend in mind who might also enjoy our chats, share the podcast with them too. Send them to canrelatepodcast.com. Have them search Nicole and Kate Can Relate on their favorite podcast app. Until next time.